This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 138. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Zeners! Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicky, And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we are going to kick off our four-part series about plant-based meals by talking about what is often referred to as the most important meal of the day. Larissa, can you guess what that is? Dessert. Mm, sometimes, <laughs> but not in this case. Rats. In this case, we're talking about breakfast. breakfast. We're going to discuss some of the many plant-based breakfast options, as well as share a few easy planning tips. But first, a rating. Yay. Now, this comes from our new friend in the UK. From January 21st of 2016, uh, it is from Little Human 42 and the title of the review is Vegetarian Zen, A Welcomed Game Changer. And uh, she goes on to say, and I know that this is a she, she goes on to say, wow, what a refreshing, amusing, positive, inspiring, and informative podcast. You guys have truly done an awesome job creating such a welcoming and positive place that reaches out to everyone from all walks of life. I'm a longtime listener and recently transitioned from vegetarian to vegan as of 2016. My journey has been thwarted with issues and with anxiety over eating, but since become vegan, I feel as light, nourished, energetic, and awesome as your podcast. You guys have become a part of my journey to school and during art lessons where I would happily listen to five episodes in a row as in a row, period. As an 18-year-old and probably the younger of the peas and carrots vegetarian zen pod, I cannot <laughs> recommend you guys enough for putting your views across in a non-judgy and pushy way. You do us all do, you do all us plant lovers a service and spread the positive message of plant love, self-love, forgiveness, lightheartedness and a happy life. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave us a rating. Thank you. That was a great one. That too. is a great that's that's one of those. I mean, they all make me smile, yes. but this one really makes me grin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we ready to get into our main topic? We absolutely are. We had a yummy breakfast this morning. That's gonna happen to be the recipe of the week. But I but I'm fast forwarding. So let's get into <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the um episode here. Okay, so Let's before we start talking about actual like components of of plant-based breakfast, let's talk about a few of the benefits of having a healthy balanced breakfast. Okay. So, one of the benefits of course is increased energy. Uh, you know, if you if you wake up in the morning and you just roll out of bed and grab a cup of coffee and, you know, maybe nothing to eat or something sugary like a donut or something, you you may get a little energy spike from caffeine and sugar, but you're going to crash really fast, right? Definitely. And I am one, I do get out of bed and have a, first a big glass of water, always first, mm -hmm. because we're very dehydrated when we wake up. And I, I start to feel energetic just from doing that. But I do have a cup of coffee and I tend to like it before I actually eat. Mm -hmm. It just kind of gets me going. And I have a few things that I do because typically I'm the one that gets up first. Mm -hmm. I do some things before you get up. 
Right, right. And it's so funny. I'm the opposite. I prefer to have coffee after I eat breakfast, <laughs> unless we're in a restaurant. If we go out to eat breakfast somewhere, then, you know, I'll order coffee yeah. with, and I'll have that. But when I'm at home, which is most of the time for breakfast, I prefer to eat breakfast first and then get myself set up for the day and make my coffee. But one so. thing we do share in common is we both have to have breakfast. Yes, both have to have I breakfast. I will get into a grumpy beast if I don't have <laughs> breakfast. Yes. It doesn't have to be immediately, mm-hmm. but I I do need, do need to have something or my blood sugar just hits rock bottom mm-hmm. pretty, I would say within the first couple of hours mm-hmm. of being awake, and it's not pretty. <laughs> right, right. Well, then another benefit is uh, having a balanced, healthy breakfast helps improve your concentration and memory. And I know you can attest to this, too. You know, Definitely. you've done a lot of, of reading and kind of learning about memory and concentration and focus. And that's one of the things that I know that you've kind of come across in your research. It is. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more as we talk about like the components of a breakfast, but I can also say the quality of it impacts as well. Mm -hmm. So if it's something real sugary and processed, it tends not to work as well for energy, memory, concentration, that kind of thing, as opposed to a healthier breakfast. Mm -hmm. Right. And then uh, also studies have shown that people who eat breakfast regularly tend to have lower cholesterol levels overall. So that's another good thing. And then the other thing is that when you eat breakfast, you tend to make better food choices throughout the rest of the day just simply because you're less hungry. I mean, if you if you get up and don't eat anything and then go to work and try to work on, you know, stuff until lunchtime and by lunchtime you're just starving and you're you're likely to just grab the first thing that you see which, you know, in our society if you go out for lunch is probably going to be fast food. That's a good point because I I do recognize that in myself as well. If I even though I rarely skip breakfast, if I do have like a less even a less quality breakfast, I tend to eat junkier foods throughout the day because it's almost like your body is trying to get something it feels it's missing. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so now that we went through a few of the just benefits of eating breakfast in general, let's just start talking about some breakfast components. Some some. Uh, some of the foods and types of foods that people generally have for now and and I say generally have for breakfast but I mean you can eat anything for breakfast if you if you like you know um, tofu and vegetables and whatever you could have that for breakfast if you want breakfast Mm -hmm. is is whatever you want but just make it healthy it reminded me of a Seinfeld episode where George wanted cake for breakfast. And mm-hmm. he said, so I decided on a muffin because it's kind of like cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about some of the types, though. So we've got unprocessed versus processed, mm-hmm. raw versus cooked, and solid versus liquid. Mm-hmm. And then in each type of, of in each of those, we've, you've got tons of different options. And, you know, we're going to go back to, like I mentioned, you can eat whatever type of food you want for breakfast. But for this, for the purposes for of the our purpose discussion, of this, yeah. we'll talk about kind of more traditional, and I say traditional in air bunnies, you know, air quotes, uh, <laughs> traditional um, air, uh, bonnies. air bonnies, air bonnies, uh, and uh, some more more traditional type foods. Yeah, we have to put some structure around it. Otherwise, it would be a just a way out there <laughs> conversation. <laughs> All, All right, right, let's talk about some nutri- nutrient co- considerations. Okay, so really the best thing that you can do for yourself is to start your day with a protein-packed breakfast. Yes. And what this will do is will help you um, to... to um, 
stay fuller and it'll give you more energy. So some vegetarian options include eggs, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, milk or soy milk, nuts or nut butters, tofu. And then for vegans, the same, but of course, uh, stick to soy milk and, and soy yogurt, you know, because no, no, no cow's milk, which we don't drink either. No, uh, no eggs. And but one thing that you can do to substitute for eggs is do a tofu scramble. And there are lots of good yeah, recipes and we and did ideas we had one, and so much so that I don't think I ever knew it was a tofu scramble because mm-hmm. you, it was I think it was in our last episode. You said we've mm-hmm. had that before, mm-hmm. and I was like, really? Yeah, <laughs> didn't remember. I thought it was eggs. Yeah, it's nice. I can just put something in front of her and she'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not that way. But uh, yeah. but anyway, so okay, so I like when you ask me, "What do you want to eat?" I'm like whatever because i know it essentially comes down to what What i want uh, what you want yeah i'm (laughs) pretty open what i'll eat (laughs) yeah uh i'm a (laughs) six-year-old but uh anyway okay so protein first uh and then also you want to try to have some fiber because fiber again uh will help you stay full longer and not to mention a lot of people have fiber deficiencies Mm -hmm. we don't uh we don't have people tend to struggle with that they don't Mm -hmm. think about it as much Mm -hmm. Uh, this is why I think fruits are fruits and things like nuts are really good for and that unprocessed mm-hmm. food. Right. Because when you process, when food is, is processed and turned into you know like the prepackaged stuff, most of the fiber just goes bye bye, mm-hmm. and then they add a, end up adding if if they want to call if manufacturers want to you know advertise something as having a lot of fiber, they have to add stuff back in. And That's right. Know, and this is why the junk food vegetarian thing doesn't work out very well mm-hmm. from a health perspective because you typically will be deficient in a lot of things, mm-hmm. including fiber. Right. So uh, some ways to get in fiber at breakfast um, include whole grains, oatmeal, chia seeds. Now, chia seeds have a whopping four grams of fiber per tablespoon. That's awesome. And I would throw some into my oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with oatmeal, and also we've put uh, chia seeds in your smoothies before. Mm-hmm. Um, but one good thing that we'll talk about later on, a good way to do chia seeds is chia seed pudding. And we'll talk about that a little later. Um, all right, some other fiber options, almond butter or just almonds. So almond butter has 25% more fiber than peanut butter. I don't think I knew that. That's I didn't either. Cool. I didn't either. Um, but, you know, I know you've added it to smoothies before mm-hmm. and you have almond butter often on on toast. Avocados. Is this just not the greatest fruit ever, avocados? <laughs> just the best. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't uh, dispute its nutritional value, but uh, the taste. I had the uh, avocado smash for breakfast. A couple, a few mornings ago, remember that? Mm-hmm. That was really good. Just on toast, toast with mm-hmm. avocado and spread it, you know, mm-hmm. kind of uh, mush it up on there. Uh, so avocados have uh, 12 grams of fiber per for a medium-sized fruit. It's about half. I was trying to think of how many I was supposed to have. I know my doctor told me 20-something. So isn't it like 35 or so, something? I don't know, but it, I mean, that's a lot of it right there. Yeah. It's either half or a third. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that a lot. is. That is. Uh, all right, canned pumpkin has seven grams of fiber per cup. And uh, a couple of things that I've seen to to use this for like breakfast type foods is to add it to oatmeal. And you don't like pumpkin either, right? No, I, I don't like pumpkin. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a mess. 
Um, and then you can also make pumpkin bread or muffins. Can you really taste it though in some I things? Can. I know, like in pie, that's yeah, that, that's you all can taste pumpkin. it. But what about in muffins? What if you had? Pumpkin, it, you know, raisin it would depend. It would depend on what else is in there. You know, um, I think if it was just a little bit of pumpkin with mainly like other like spices and flavors and stuff, it it might not be so bad. But if it was just like all pumpkin, I, I, I it just it bothers me. I, I don't care for the taste. Um, and then one more thing: uh, black beans have uh, seven point five grams for a quarter cup. Uh, of, of fiber. So seven and a half grams of fiber. So one thing that you could do a couple things you can do with uh, this for breakfast is to put it in breakfast tacos with uh, and you can do whole or they also do they sell the canned refried black beans. Uh, HEB has the organic ones. Uh, or you can make your own and uh, do breakfast tacos like that or just have them on the side with whatever you're having for breakfast. All right, so let's talk about some things that you can take with you. If you're running out the door, you're running light. As a lot of people are. As a lot of people are. uh, Okay, so there are smoothies and juices, which Mm -hmm. are pretty easy. I usually don't like to leave those overnight, though. I like to make those in the morning, and smoothies are quicker Mm -hmm. to make. We were doing juices every morning for a while, and we did used to pre-cut the vegetables. That's Mm -hmm. very helpful if you do that. But the reason you don't want to do it too early or or even the night before, even when I put them in mason, mason jars and seal it. Well, first of all, with the smoothies, they tend to lose nutritional value. And same thing with the or the juices and the smoothies. Right. But uh, the smoothies, for some reason, just they don't taste as fresh. They taste mm. they start to get a little thick and even a little slimy, depending on what you put in there. So when I leave them there, even at work. Mm-hmm. So if I take some to work, uh, it, it can get even by lunchtime a little bit slimy. So I mm. prefer to have it almost immediately off the blender and i'd rather take a few with our vitamix blender i mean just throw everything in there so easy to clean up and it's done in just a few minutes Mm -hmm. well and you know with the vitamix for for smoothies you don't even have to if you're using like fresh strawberries you don't even have to take the tops off you can just wash the berries and just chuck them in there that's exactly what i do um Mm -hmm. so things like that it's you know really easy oh so okay so smoothies and juices those are easy oatmeal is another one that's really easy to take on the go. And the good thing about oatmeal is that you can prepare it ahead of time. So overnight oatmeal is something that we talked about in episode 127, which was our slow cooker recipes and tips for vegetarians and vegans. So we talked about uh, overnight oatmeal that w- in that one. And then in the companion blog post that I wrote with that, uh, there's a recipe for slow cooker apple cinnamon steel cut oatmeal. In that post, and I'll link to both of those in the show notes if you want to go. And, and I will probably never out. have the overnight oatmeal unless we have it somewhere else because that's the one in the slow cooker, right? Because uh-huh. we talked about my yeah, phobia of things in f- slow cookers. Yes, you have a fear. <laughs> she has a fear of leaving things plugged in overnight. Unless we're here all day and we're it's something we're doing all day. But if I can't, I couldn't sleep. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just me. Uh, we all have our little things. Yeah. <laughs> That's mine. I dried some fruit one time in the dehydrator, and I think you were a nervous wreck all night. I was that. Was it that, or did you not tell me? I think maybe this is the one you. No, I <laughs> told you. You did. Yeah, uh, I told you, and I wreck. shouldn't have. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you never would have known. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, you know, my family tends to be a little OCD overall, and you know, I'm probably the least of that. So that's true. When, when it comes to that's just the one thing that I would just that's true. And I told you, if we didn't have the pets, I probably wouldn't be as much. But I'm yeah. just more worried about the pets. So. Yeah. Well, All I've right. gotten I've gotten to the point where you'll let me dry clothes at night. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know that I knew that you were. Yeah, gonna... you did. I told you. <laughs> okay. And you said, okay. Okay. So, anyway, we're, we're getting off topic here. Uh, marriage issues. <laughs> no. airing, airing our laundry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, so overnight oatmeal is one good option. And, you know, that way you, you just put it in the crock pot at night, set it go to bed when you get up in the morning it's done you can either eat it there or just pack it up you know in a, a jar or a container and take it with you uh, to work and then uh, so here's what i was talking about earlier chia seed pudding and i've never tried we've never tried this no but i've seen pictures of mm-hmm. uh this on like pinterest mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. instagram and it looks really good well, there are tons of recipes out there and i'll, I'll link to uh, a one blog post but so chia seeds absorb the liquid that they're in and they they thicken whatever you put them in right so um these puddings are like really simple to make and there's just so many varieties you can when you're making this you can blend it or you can just not blend it um you know in a vitamix or another blender it's up to you it just depends on the type of consistency you want. Because of course, if you don't blend it, if you just put in your ingredients, which are, it's normally um, plant milk and chia seeds, and then whatever, like some, some type of sweetener, like maple syrup or agave or, or dates, dates, dates. right. Mm -hmm. Um, You just put everything together, you know, combine it really well. And you can just leave it like that. Just let it stay, refrigerate it until it's reached a you know thick consistency. So you can eat it like that. But then you have the the little seeds. You know you'll have that kind of like seed. I think of rice pudding or tapioca yeah, type yeah, pudding. Yeah, um, or you can throw it all in a Vitamix or another blender and just blend it until the everything's smooth, and then refrigerate it until it thickens up. So either way, it's it's just personal it's personal preference on that. Um, although, just one thing to mention that some ingredients may require blending. So, for example, you mentioned using pitted dates for a sweetener. Yeah. If you do that, you will need to blend it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you'll have just like chunks of date. So that's one instance where you would want to blend it. Um, and then uh, as far as I, I looked at a bunch of recipes, because one thing that I did read is that the 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 key to making a chia seed pudding successfully is the hi Jake hi Jake sorry if you, <laughs> my thing just if you just heard Our a cat a just thump, thumped into the microphone Jake hitting hitting the mic stand <laughs> but uh, so the the key is getting the consistency of milk to seeds right to make it the right thickness. So I read that and I was like, okay, well, I'll just go check a few different recipes and see, you know, what that ratio is. Well, every recipe that I saw had a different ratio. So I've seen like all the way from like two thirds of a cup of milk to two to three tablespoons of seeds, all the way up to two and a half cups of milk to a half cup of seeds. So, you know, it varies. Um, 
And it also may depend on what other ingredients you have in your pudding. So if you use like maple syrup for a sweetener, for example, or agave, which is a liquid, then you may need less milk um, than if you use dates or just granulated sugar or whatever. So there are a whole bunch of different options. But the best thing to do is just experiment with it. Right. Yeah. You're gonna, we're going to have a link in the show notes to the um, a Daily Burn article with 10 chia seed pudding recipes in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and there's a lot of variety in that mm-hmm. article. All right, and then we have muffins. So we were just talking about this earlier. It's kind of like cake. <laughs> <laughs> right. And a lot of times people just think about things like blueberry muffins mm-hmm. or, or just, bran muffins. Yeah. But you can really be creative with these too. Now, you made zucchini muffins one time, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I think some so. Vegetable. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And you can't taste it, but you still get the nutritional value mm-hmm. of that. And and also there's carrot muffins, right. corn muffins, and you can add sauteed chopped veggies like zucchini carrots and whole kernel corn mm-hmm. to those too. Right. Don't, so those... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I know you've made cornbread muffins, but I don't know right. that you've made... Well, it's it's similar. Similar um, to that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, those are just some examples of, of muffins that are not necessarily like sweet cake-like type muffins, you know. Because I'm a, somebody who doesn't like sweet things for breakfast. So this is a good alternative for mm-hmm. me because I don't I don't tend to like the sugary anything or right. anything too syrupy or anything like that. So. Right, right. Um, and then, you know, n- as you mentioned, it's really easy to add things to muffins you know, before you bake. Before you bake them, add it to the batter. So it's really easy to add nuts or seeds, like chia seeds or flax And it's great seeds. because you can, if you have people in your family with different tastes, you can uh, switch those up. That's really true. Mm-hmm. That is really true because once you, you, if you just wait until you put the uh, the batter into the little muffin cups, then you can just, you know, stick. So you like bananas and walnuts. I hate bananas and walnuts, <laughs> but I like strawberries <laughs> and blueberries. So, you know, you can use the same basic batter and then just add different things. That's a great, great idea. Um, you know, for kids, if you want to do like a little treat, add a couple of, a few chocolate chips or something like that. Uh, or for adults, you yeah. like chocolate And you chips. can also add pretty seamlessly flax seeds and chia seeds. Mm-hmm. And then as we talked about nuts as well. Right. And, you know, when you do that, what you're doing is you're adding extra protein, extra fiber, other nutrients. You're adding that in. So, I mean, that's if you think about it, if you can, if you make two muffins and you can squeeze, you know, like an eighth of a cup of <clears throat> walnuts in each muffin, then you've got yourself a serving of... You've got a stew going on. Wall- <laughs> Sorry, Boy, I just like TV help. quotes all over the place today. That was Arrested Development. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> couldn't That's help okay. myself. All right, let's I talk know. about the different flours you can use. Right, so it, it doesn't always have to be white flour or wheat flour. You know, um, if you want more whole wheat muffins, you can do like half and half white and wheat. Uh, it's really hard to get a good bread or muffin that's not like dry or or crumbly or hard um, using all wheat flour. So, you know, if I'm going to do wheat, I'll mix white and wheat. But you can also use things that are are not wheat-based. So oat flour, almond meal, ground flax meal. uh, There are tons of them out there. Um, And that's good, especially if if you don't eat gluten. So, and then there are other things that you can make in muffin tins besides just regular, like, Muffin, cake type muffins. Yeah, so you can make zucchini wrap vegan mini quiches, 
So make a batter with mm-hmm. tofu, vegan mayo, veggies, tahini, and some other ingredients, and then bake those in the tins lined with strips of zucchini. Yeah, and this is really cool. I saw this, and I've got to try. I've got to try it for us because it looked really good. And it's you know you basically just take a um, um, mandolin and slice the zucchini the long strips really thin, uh-huh. and then wrap it around. You know how you see like these bacon wrap. Everything yeah. is like bacon wrapped yeah. muffins and all that stuff. In zuc- well, it's wow. wrapped in thin strips of zucchini, and it kind of holds everything together. And uh, so I really want to try that. And then again, you know, if you don't like certain ingredients, you can substitute different vegetables on the inside of it. And then if you're not vegan, you can even use like scrambled egg instead or, you know, like uh, uh, mixed up egg instead of the tofu. That even made me start to think when you said that wrapped in zucchini Mm -hmm. of like a, a little mini quiche with the coconut bacon inside of it oh yeah with either tofu or scrambled eggs yeah yeah that that would be good good. or even if if you if you do like the um uh like you eat you have the garden breakfast sausage Mm -hmm. patties or field roast makes like breakfast sausage links you can you know add some of those cook some of those and add it in there in little pieces too uh and then there's what you talked about earlier what we had for breakfast this morning which is a vegan pancake puffs and these are really really easy i mean super easy to to whip up a batch and then it they bake in like 15 minutes you can add whatever you want into them um i did some banana walnut for you and then i did some mixed berry ones so you and then i did some plain ones you can add whatever you want in there and then the cool thing about these is once they're done just let them cool and then you can package them up with like a little thing of maple syrup or a little thing of honey or you know if you want to put some peanut butter on them or whatever and take them to work with you like that. Yeah, these were really good to customize. And I will tell you, the banana nut were amazing. Larissa doesn't like that, but Mm-mm. they were really good. Yeah. And then you can just dip them, you know. So you don't have mm-hmm. to, you don't need, like with regular pancakes, you need a plate and a knife and a fork and, you know, all that stuff. You can just dip these. Really easy. Um, and then muffins freeze really well and are really great for grab and go you know, breakfast and, and good for snacks. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. going to say they're good for snacks later, like mid morning snacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to control portions, use the little mini muffin cups. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about bars. Okay. Well, you know, these, the ones that you buy are, they're not the best choice simply because, you know, they're more processed. processed they yeah. have some added, added things. Uh, a lot of them do, but if you're really in a hurry it's better to grab one of these out of your pantry than grab a donut from the break room at work. Right. I keep these on standby. They're not really something I typically will eat every day, mm-hmm. but they are very good to keep around, especially if I'm at work, I have back-to-back meetings and I'm feeling like I'm getting a little bit mm-hmm. hungry. It's much better than heading to the vending machine and getting a bag of Cheetos or something. Right. And you can really easily just stick one in your pocket or something and you know carry it into your meeting with you. But, and not so, Cheetos. No. <laughs> uh, plus, these are quieter. Um, but uh, so two of the ones that you... Like, I just kind of went on their websites and pulled some of the uh, average nutrition facts for each one. So the first one is the Cliff Bars. And now Cliff makes, I discovered, I didn't realize that all of these brands were under the Cliff 
They are all over the place. Yeah, aren't well, they? they've got the they have of course the cl- the kid ones, the regular ones that we'll we'll talk about. But then they also have Kits Organics, which you've had before, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that those were Cliff. And then they have Luna. I didn't realize that Luna was a Cliff brand, uh, which I don't think you really care for Luna, right? Not so much. Yeah. Not my favorite. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, just the regular Cliff bars that you. We'll eat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Average uh, 250 calories. And these, this varies a little bit depending on what flavor or variety it is. But averages, uh, 250 calories, 10 grams of protein, 4 grams of fiber, and 20 grams of sugar. Now, I will say typically when I eat these at work, they, I split them in half. Okay. They are a very good size. And that's a lot of calories and yeah. sugars. So it gives me, when you look when you break that down in half, 125 mm-hmm. calories Five, still five grams of protein, which is which awesome. Is good, a couple yeah. of grams of fiber and only, and 10 grams of sugar, which is kind of high, but it's not, it's again, it's better it's than better some than of the things in the, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the Vega One Bars, which I, I do love the Vega products. They, and they have typically 270 calories per bar, 12 grams of protein, which is a little bit higher than the cliff. Three grams of fiber, a little bit lower than the cliff and 18 grams of sugar, which is a little bit lower than the cliff bar. Right. But I like these because these are all plant-based. Mm-hmm. I, right. I think the Cliff Bars might be too. I'm not really sure. Probably. And the Cliff Bars, I know, um, at least the one that you have, you you normally get the macadamia nut mm-hmm. white chocolate or something. Yeah. And they're organic. So that's good. Um, but uh, now there are also tons and tons of great recipes out there for making your own bars or like the energy balls with peanut butter and coconut and all that stuff. Um, so tons of recipes and, you know, we should actually start a Pinterest board of, we might have one. Do we have one? A breakfast? Uh, no, of like the energy bars and no. balls. Okay. Well, no, we don't have one dedicated yeah. to that. Let's do that. Make a note. Make a note. <laughs> Mental note. <laughs> Done. All right. Uh, all right. So let's talk about planning, because I know this is very challenging for a lot of people. This is when we talk to folks like in our peas and carrots society or send out email surveys, this tend to this tends to come back. This aspect of planning tends to come back as one of the bigger challenges with folks, because it can be really hard to have some time to just sit down and plan out what your week's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, you know, when you get to when you get to Monday morning or Tuesday morning or whatever, and you know if you've got uh, yourself and your spouse and a kid or two or three to you know get breakfasts and lunches for and everything, that can get to be a real hassle. And it's very very easy just to to give up and say, all right, I'll just get something at work, you know, or right. And planning for a whole week can be very challenging. So if that's challenging for you, try to just do it even the night before. So even if you're just planning the next day, that can be very helpful. And so. Some other things you can do to help prep you for the next day is besides deciding, okay, what are we going to have for breakfast? Set out some of the dishes and utensils, portion out things like cereal. That's mm-hmm. also very helpful. I think mm-hmm. we were doing that for a while too. Just yeah. To and to you can things. just, you can go ahead and put it in your bowl and just mm-hmm. cover it with a plate or something mm-hmm. and leave it on the counter. I mean, you know, don't put the milk on it, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. just go ahead and put it in your Yuck. bowl, get the, you know, cover it with a plate and that's Right. And if you have something like muffins that you're going to take out of the, that you're going to heat up or um, if they're in the freezer, yeah, take them out to let them thaw. Mm -hmm. We also discussed this earlier about chopping your vegetables. If you're going, not only if you're going to juice, which is what we used to do, and we'd have each of us had our own little 
container that had our own vegetables for the juices, so we didn't even have to think about that. It yeah. said Larissa's we vegetables, Vicky's week. vegetables, because yeah. like I couldn't. You can't have kale. You're allergic mm-hmm. to kale, so my my container had kale and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, but even if you're going to be doing, let's say, a tofu scramble mm-hmm. or an omelet or whatever you're going to be having for breakfast, that's always very helpful to chop that. You, it might look like it's just a few seconds off, but these things add up. And this right. makes it easier for you to in the morning when you're in a big rush. Right. Well, and especially if you if you do things like mushrooms or um, onions or tomatoes or things like that, it's very easy on, you know, Sunday or Saturday, whenever you have time, just to set out some storage containers, you know, chop a couple of tomatoes, put them in there, chop an onion, put it in another one. And that way you have it um, that you can incorporate into other recipes or other meals during the week. So dinner, you know. Great point. Then you've already got your onions chopped for whatever recipe you're going to do. You already have chopped tomatoes. You already have, you know, things like that done. So very easy to do. All right. And then I talked a little bit about this earlier, but drinking water as soon as you get up can really go a long way to make you feel more energized. Your body gets really dehydrated at night. I mean, think about it. If you sleep anywhere from six to eight hours every night, which you should be, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're, you haven't, you've gotten without water yeah, that whole you time. Had and, you're very, and especially if you're like me that likes to drink coffee as soon as you get up in the morning, that's actually dehydrating. So the last thing you want to do is have that be the first thing that you drink in the morning. I make sure to have a big glass of water and I usually use those big pint glasses Mm -hmm. and sometimes I even squirt some lemon in there for a little bit more of a hydrating factor Mm -hmm. and and it it tastes pretty good too yeah I'll put a half I'll put I'll squeeze a half a lemon in a pint of water Mm -hmm. for me and you know some people would might find that too sour or two probably i I would i I I use a quarter yeah you use like a quarter but i'll squeeze a half a lemon in there and um you know i think it's awesome uh and then a full glass of water will help not only with hydration but also to get everything moving all your systems moving your digestive system and everything moving because it's really you know you've been sleeping it's kind of been in in uh sleep mode if you're computer terms but you know your your body's been in sleep mode so you're not processing things like you are when you're awake and moving around okay i think that does it for our main topic hopefully we gave you some good ideas with for putting together your own breakfast and gave you even some ideas about creating some recipes for yourself Mm -hmm. right let's move into Speaking of recipes, the recipe of the week. All right. And this is something that we mentioned already. This is the uh, vegan pancake puffs. And I actually found this recipe when I was looking through, when I was doing the the um, some reading on muffin ideas and everything. And so this is where I, I found the this one and then the zucchini, like little quiche things for using muffin tins. And it's from a website called Vegan Fling. And uh, it's just, it, it's really easy. It's just flour and you can like I said I just used regular flour this morning but you can do half and half you know whole wheat or and uh, uh, white I haven't I don't know how would the ratios would be if you use like oat flour or another type but I mean you can try it you know and I took a a picture of those this morning there it was out on Instagram and I also put it on our Facebook page as mm -hmm. well yeah and the sweetener it uses is just a little bit of maple syrup and other than that it's there's no egg of course because it's vegan but there's not even egg substitute it's not there's nothing it's well what's great is that when you add like the banana and the berries it moistens it especially Mm -hmm. the banana it was very moist moist. 
Yeah, they were super moist. And uh, then just you can, like I said earlier, you can just drizzle a little honey or a little syrup or just eat it like that. Okay, let's move into the quote of the week. All right. So this is from A.A. Uh, a. Milne. Uh, you know, uh, Winnie the Pooh's dad. Winnie the Pooh, right. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's actually a quote from a Winnie the Pooh story. And it's a conversation between Pooh and Piglet. And oh, the ice cream truck's going by. So you might hear, uh, you might hear the ice cream <laughs> yes, truck. Yes, it is January in South Texas. And we have the ice cream oh, truck every day. down the street. Every of day. course, it is 81 degrees today as well. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> every day. But uh, anyway, so it says, it goes like this. It says, uh, when you wake up in the morning, Pooh, said Piglet at last, what's the first thing you say to yourself? What's for breakfast, said Pooh. What do you say, Piglet? I say, I wonder what's going to happen exciting today, said Piglet. Pooh nodded thoughtfully. It's the same thing, he said. (laughs) And it should be. It should be, right? right. Make your breakfast exciting. All right. Our question this week is, what are your favorite breakfast foods? And we've been asking some good questions, I think, in the Peas and Carrots Society, which is, by the way, if you're not familiar with that, is our closed Facebook group. Mm Mm-hmm. That you can simply type in, look for it, look for, just type in peas and carrots and it should come up in your Facebook search and just send us a request. We approve requests to try to keep out the spammers. <laughs> Nobody's selling you Ray-Ban glasses right. or uh, real estate. <laughs> or porn. <laughs> or porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we, you know, these strings of, of uh, post, uh, the, the comments on these yeah. threads... They are. We get a lot of participation on those because people love sharing. That's right. We just hit our uh, our 300th member last week. That is awesome. And we've gotten a few more since Since then. then. So we are growing really, really quickly. But uh, you'll find some more amazing ideas, recipe ideas and cooking ideas and all sorts of advice from other vegetarians, vegans, and veg curious people like you. Yeah. All right. Well, the ice cream truck is, I think, parked right in front of our house now. So <laughs> you're probably right. getting serenaded. So uh, <laughs> that's think, our background music. Yeah, we now. Should, right. <laughs> we should wrap this up. All right. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 